Let's get this party started. Welcome to Tinsel Tunes. I'm your host, Scott Newman. Joining me for a nice special appearance is everybody's favorite host, Dwayne Bailey. How's it going, Dwayne? It's going great. Scott and yourself? Oh, I'm so busy with Christmas Morning, the other podcast that I do, and, and Jay has gotten really busy with his streaming, and now he's into motorcycles and stuff, and I've just completely dropped the ball. We haven't put out an episode since something like July, and I'm, I'm terribly sorry about that. But you reached out to me and said, hey, can we do an episode? And I was so thankful that you did it because this is the busiest time of year and we were just going to have no episodes. And that really made me sad. We do have plans to kind of reboot things in in January, but January doesn't help us when people want to listen at Christmas time. So thank you so much for being here. Not a problem. Yeah, I did miss Tinsel Tunes. I've missed hosting it, and I definitely missed listening to it. So that's why I reached out to you to see what we could do. That's fantastic. Why don't you come back more often like this? I'll do all the work, and you just show up. It's like (laughs) grandkids or something, all right? Exactly. (laughs) Well, you suggested a song, and it's one that I absolutely love, but it doesn't have a ton of history. No. So today's show is probably going to be a little on the shorter side, but we're making up for that by bringing over 20 versions of the song today to discuss. So the song is It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. What made you pick this song? It is my ultimate number one favorite Christmas song. Not 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 Christmas carol, but Christmas song. Really? I think that's fantastic. Tell me about uh, any kind of special meaning it has or, or memories that it invokes when you hear it. It's not so much the memories, but I love the lyrics of the song. It, it encases everything positive about Christmas. And I think it, it's more to do with the old school 60s Christmas. And at this time, the way the world is at the moment, I think that's what we need. We need to think back. We need to think about how life used to be. I totally ag- agree. Yeah. And um, so, and I've always liked the song. I've just liked its upbeat meaning, and uh, and just the song itself, the rhythm, the melodies, Andy Williams. So, and I thought, well, it is the most wonderful time of year. So, perfect. Yeah, it, it's timely. This is a great time. This is in fact the perfect time to put out this song. So we're recording on November fifteenth, and for most people that are kind of normal people, not like you and me, this is when they start thinking it's Christmas time. You and I, probably around October 1st, really started getting into it. We're a little ahead of the game, but uh, this is the, what I would call, socially acceptable time to start going full bore. There are lights in the neighborhood on houses now. I'm sure your lights are going strong, right? Yep, my lights are up in the final stages of testing, ready for our um, normal yearly trail. We have a light trail, so people get a map and they go around the houses to have a look. Um, I'm in a cul-de-sac, so I don't get regular traffic drive-by, so it's quiet at the moment. Once that map goes out, then I'll get busy. And uh, we've put up a tree and decorations in my office at work. To um, some comments from other people when they walk past the office and <laughs> yeah, go, sure. it's too soon. And I'm like, well, hey, it's, it's not too soon for me to be happy. Um, this is not hurting you. Come back when you're happy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, here's a reminder. It costs you absolutely nothing to mind your own business. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. We have to do what makes us happy at right, right now. So, And that does. I need a quick translation from you. I thought you said that you had a light trial. Is it trail? A trail. Trail. T-R-A-I-L. Trail. Yeah. Okay. 
okay. So the way you said it sounded yeah. to my ear like a trial. And I was like, okay, well, he's going to fire them up and make sure they work with everybody around. Okay, that's bold. That's a really bold move. Uh, but you're talking about like an organized thing where people actually go around to different places. And, and you said they have a map or, or some sort of pamphlet that tells them where to go. Yes. Uh, it's That's so it's, cool. It's put on by one of our local real estate agents. Where I live, um, we have two cities, Hastings and Napier, which are only 20 minutes apart, but we're sort of seen as one area uh, called Hawke's Bay. And uh, they have a couple of double-decker buses um, that you oh, get, wow. get tickets to, and they go twice a, a week uh, on different nights in Hastings and different nights in, ha- in Napier. And then, of course, you can just drive around as well. So it's a great way to see the lights. Well, if it wasn't a 23-hour flight and probably five or $6,000 to do it, I'd be out there in a hot minute yeah. just to check it out. So uh, you're going to have to enjoy it without me. But this isn't Christmas light talk. We're on the most wonderful time of the year. Yes. Why don't we start by playing the version of it? And sometimes when we talk about songs, we don't have a the version because there are many. This one was originally performed by Andy Williams. So there are plenty of covers that we're going to get to, but this is the one. So let me start off just by playing that. How does that sound? Sounds perfect. Here we go. It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer It's the most wonderful time of the year. Now, obviously, we have to play a little bit of a shorter version of that one because the copyright trolls also think it's the most wonderful time of the year. (laughs) You and I were talking while it was playing. This song is perfect. It is. And I know that's subjective, but there's nothing more that I would want. That buildup of horns at the beginning, the way his voice sounds so incredibly iconic and deep and rich. Uh, you know, the hair on my arm standing up right now because, oh, mostly because I'm enjoying this with somebody else. A lot of times I'm enjoying Christmas music and I'm all alone in, in this endeavor, but it's just <laughs> so you. good. And when I hear it, I it instantly is. get a smile on my face. How about you? Same. I mean, I'm beaming ear to ear now. I've been looking forward to this episode, uh, you know, all week. Yep. Uh, and um, I've been listening to the song on and off for the week, uh, as well as all the other cover versions that we'll listen to. But the joy that just comes through the headphones or speakers from Andy's voice is what really, really gets me. And uh, I can listen to the song all day, every day. Yeah, I I could listen to it on repeat and I wouldn't get sick of it. At some point I get sick of it. I don't know what that point would be, but it's a lot higher than other songs, especially something like Dominic the Donkey or Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. But just the (laughs) lyrics are so incredibly joyful and they're well done. So I know I'm gushing about it here. Why don't we get into a little bit of the history? As I mentioned, it's going to be a little on the short side, but there is a little backstory here. The song was written in 1963 by two guys, Edward Pola and George Weil. One of the cool things I found out during the research was George Weil was also the person who wrote the theme song for Gilligan's Island. You know, the sit right back and you'll hear a tale. Yep. I mean, that is Americana right there, and I'm sure it's gone all over the world. So, yes, you, you know, I think of it as an American thing. It's probably worldwide. Everybody knows what Gilligan's Island is. Is that correct? Yes, yeah. And I would definitely say, uh, you know, from our generation back, so to speak, the younger generation around at the moment, they've missed out on so much good stuff that we grew up with. The song was recorded also in 1963, and it was by a 
pop singer of the time, Andy Williams. It was for his first Christmas album, which was titled The Andy Williams Christmas Album. I I bring up a a vision of Andy Williams in my head, and I think of him as a much older guy, Mm -hmm. and he wasn't. I don't know exactly how old he was when he recorded this, but he was probably in his 30s or 40s. He looks at... But not in his 70s. Yeah. Yeah, not in his 70s, the way that I picture him seeing him in, you know, probably the 90s and early 2000s on TV before his death. One of the interesting notes about the song is it was not released as a promotional single by Columbia Records for this Andy Williams Christmas album. They went with White Christmas instead. Hmm. Obviously, we can look back on that and say, what a miss. But to them at the time, they thought that was the right thing to do. When you say Andy Williams, to me, Dwayne, I think of The Most Wonderful Time of the Year, and I think of probably Moon River and maybe another song or two. And I think he did Happy Holidays too, didn't he? Oh, he did do Happy Holidays, you're right. Yeah, yeah, but White Christmas doesn't come to mind. No, not at all. The final note on this song is, although Andy Williams recorded multiple other versions of this song throughout his life, This particular one from 1963 is the most popular and the most well-known. Honestly, Dwayne, I didn't even go and look for other versions of the song, so I'm not sure what's different about it. No, same. I'm also not sure why I'd want a different version of the song. No, it's just perfect. Yeah, there's nothing (laughs) wrong with it. I did find it interesting, though, that he recorded a duet of this song with a contemporary Christian music singer named Kathy Tricoli, and it was recorded in 1999. Spoiler alert, I'm about to play it. I don't think it's that great, but I do think it's interesting that he did record a duet with somebody else. Here it is. There'll be parties for hosting, marshmallows for toasting, and caroling out in the snow. There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. It's the most wonderful time of the year. So I looked into that album. It's a big band style Christmas album, which I really love. And I do too. I'm sure you do too. Yep. Uh, you were just on recently talking about... Brian Setzer. Brian Setzer, and yeah. a very similar. Not not quite as iconic as Brian Setzer, but I thought it was an interesting version. Yeah. That's the only other duet of this song that I've ever found with Andy Williams. There are yeah. some other versions that we'll play later. You want to talk about the chart performance for this song? Yes, yes. So the song peaked at number 21 on the UK singles chart in 2007. That's pretty late for this song, considering it came out in 1963 and it's still charting. It is. What a longevity to this song. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's got a lot to do with streaming. Yeah, probably. Because it's so easy to get to now. And of course, uh, and the song peaked at number five in 2020 on the Billboard Hot 100 single charts. And it also reached number three on the Billboard Holiday Hot 100 in 2017. And it's consistently in the top 10 on the Billboard Holiday Hot 100, which is to be expected. Yeah, so year after year, it just keeps showing up. And I think that's great. Yeah. I did try to look up how much money Andy Williams and his estate made for the song. I can't find it published anywhere. I did find that at the time of his death, Andy Williams was worth $45 million. That was 2012, and this was his fourth most popular song. 
So I don't know. We could extrapolate that he's made a few million dollars from this song. That's probably accurate, but we have no way of knowing yep. uh, without becoming the accountant for the Andy Williams estate. So I really don't know, but I, I do like to see those things uh, about those songs that are just holiday staples. Like, well, how much money do they really make these people? And the answer is probably a lot. Yes. Well, if Mariah Carey's uh, six million per year to go, yeah, exactly. Yeah, go from is uh, yeah. So it's quite it's quite outstanding. Um, so the song has also entered in the top 100, top 10 for the first time when it landed at number 10 on the chart dated December the 29th, 2018. And that's the top 100. That's not just the holiday hot 100. No, this exactly. And it was Williams' top first 10 hit single since 1971 with his song Where Do I Begin, which I haven't heard. I, I have never heard that, that song, song before, no. no. The 47 years, 8 months and 3 days between his two visits to the upper reaches of the tally broke the record for the longest time span between US top 10 appearances. So that's pretty amazing. So, so think of it this yeah. way. In 1971, he gets a top 10. And then 47 years later, yeah. in 2018, he gets another top 10. Yeah. I mean, we're talking like Cliff Richards level of... Uh, uh, well, I, mean, I, think, I think Cliff Richards charted in every single decade. So yes. Andy Williams doesn't have that going for him. But a similar kind of story... But, you know, the guy did not just fade away into obscurity, not by a long shot. No, no. Though his record was broken just one week later with uh, Holly Jolly Christmas by Bill Ives. And when that moved into the top 10 for the very first time, um, it was his top 10 entry since Funny Way of Laughing, which peaked at number 10 in 1962, which is 56 and a half years previously. Okay, so Burl Ives had a song called Funny Way of Laughing, completely unknown to me. I've, yeah, same, yeah. I, I mean, we could have looked it up for this <laughs> song. I don't, I don't know why we would have. Uh, but how funny is that? Two songs, almost back-to-back, doing these massive spans of time. That was really cool. Yes. <laughs> I've got some cool versions of the song, Dwayne. Actually, we have a lot of versions of the song, as I mentioned, but I kind of broke them up into yeah. several categories. <laughs> and you and I collaborated on this list the first chunk is what I would call notable versions. Yeah. And these are ones that, wow, these are really popular versions of It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. We're going to get into some different genres of it later. We have a couple silly versions. These are the ones that are really playing it straight. These are just great artists doing a great rendition of this song. Uh, the first one is Johnny Mathis, and this one is from 1986. The most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle-belling And everyone telling you be of good cheer It's the most wonderful time of the year Dwayne, I don't know what it's like over there in New Zealand, but here in the U.S., I'll hear that version all the time, probably as much as the Andy Williams version. Yeah, over here, not so much. It's the Andy Williams version okay. or nothing, uh, especially on the radio. Oh, wow. I think I've mentioned a few times on various episodes that over here at Christmas time, they have a very small handful of the oldies songs that they play yep. and then mix in some of the more recent recent ones. And um, Johnny Mathis, it's more so one of his other songs that's skipped my mind right now, but it's not uh, this one. 
Yeah. Now I don't listen to what I would call terrestrial radio. Like I did when we were young, I listened to Sirius XM and I don't know if yep. we have the same stations. I'm assuming we probably do in some way, shape or form, but they have mm. one called Holly, which is the tra- at Christmas time, which is the traditional station. This song will play all the time yeah. on that one. <laughs> this is, this will be played alongside with your Bing Crosby's and your uh, Burl Ives yeah. and your, your Frank Sinatra's. The next one, not so much. This is Harry Connick Jr. from 2008. A little different. It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer Oh, it's the most wonderful time of the year I'm rethinking the entry into this list here, Dwayne. I'm not sure this is a notable version as much as it's a notable artist. Yes. Harry Connick Jr. has some amazing Christmas songs. I'm not sure I would add this one to the list. I find the bongos a little strange. Yeah, I, I find the arrangement really off-putting, um, especially when you expect something to happen. Like when, mm-hmm. he see, uh, when he sings the most wonderful time of year and normally it would go up and he yeah. keeps it flatter for thinking he might even go down slightly. Uh, and you're not expecting that and it's, it's a bit of a letdown. Um, I mean, great singer, but... Yeah, but if you're sitting on your yeah. couch at Christmas time and you're thinking, man, I could really go for a bongo version yeah. of It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, <laughs> this is the version for yeah. you. Here's Barry Manilow from 2007. For hosting marshmallows, for toasting and caroling out in the snow. There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmas is long, long ago. It's the most wonderful time of the year. There'll be much mistletoeing and hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I really like that last part, Dwayne, where he goes up and he says, most wonderful time. Uh, that was pretty cool. Unfortunately, this is Older Barry Manilow from 2007. I wish we could have gotten a version from his peak, maybe back in the 70s or 80s. I think it would have been a very different song. Yeah, to me, it sounds like he's just singing off a sheet and not putting a lot of, say, joy or um, smile into it, so to speak. I mean, once again, he's a great singer, great song. He's not doing a bad job. Great singer, yeah. Another one who's a notable artist doing a notable song, but I wouldn't call that a notable version. The next one you picked, and this one's quite good. This is somebody who I think is really popular down in your part of the world, and it's Kylie Minogue from 2015. It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer It's the most So, Dwayne, that version had a lot more joy to it. And I know joy is not something you can really measure, yeah. but um, it's just a feeling that it gave me. I liked that, and it's, it made me want to hear more of what she does. And I do have some of her Christmas albums. She made a little dent in the U.S. charts in the probably the mid to late 80s, and I can't remember what song it was. But I think she has a lot more popularity down in your part of the world. She does. Um, being that yeah. she's Australian, okay. she was on Neighbours and, and, and everywhere. What I like about that version is her voice is suited to the song, and I think it's suited to the Christmas genre yeah. uh, as well. 
but the background singers are back. Have you noticed? I don't think they were oh, in the other two okay. versions. You know, singing the ding, dong, ding, dong. Maybe part. that's what adds that weird subliminal joy uh, to it. I'm not yeah. I'm not sure. Now, you brought the Kalia Minogue. I'm going to bring the next song, which is Idina Menzel, who's also very famous. There'll be parties for hosting, marshmallows for toasting, and caroling out in the snow. There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmas in long, long ago. Stylistically, there are a few things I don't care for there, but her voice is so incredibly powerful that you can't deny it. It may not be the best version of this song. In fact, I actually think Kylie Minogue's version was a little bit better, but you can just feel the Broadway star in her when she's singing. Uh, she She's certainly not just singing from the song sheet. No. She's bringing it all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I was going to say you could see her singing this. This one, I think, is just a still image in the YouTube link that's in the show notes. You might be able to find some live versions of her doing this. Yeah. And I think I want to go seek those out a little bit more because I think there's a whole thing to her performances that's more than just singing. And I, I would like to check that out a little bit more. She does have a few Christmas albums and they are pretty good. Yes. Um, so I've put this last one on the list, which it's not notable because <laughs> no one's heard it yet. <laughs> well, I think it's, it's been on, it's been on YouTube for seven days. <laughs> yes. So this is Cliff Richard from 2022. He's just released or about to release. <laughs> so you're calling this a, a, a soon to be yeah, notable. I, version, I put it I in the wrong line. No. <laughs> that's all right. Right, no, here's Cliff Richard, his new yeah. version. It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer It's the most wonderful time of the year It's the hap- happiest season of all I really like that last part there. You know, unfortunately, it's hard to pick, you know, a few parts of the song that, that you really like. Yep. He's still got it. The guy's got to be, what, in his 80s? I think he is, the, yeah. 80s at this point? Yeah. yeah. He's still got it. I didn't expect him to go there at the end of the song and have that much power, but he did. Yeah. And I guess it's a testament to his, you know, staying power. Exactly. Uh, I, I hope we have him for longer, but uh, <laughs> he's no spring chicken, unfortunately. No. I'm looking forward to the rest of the album just based on what I've heard uh, from the song, what I like about the song is once again the background is is in there, and I think that's why I like the Andy Williams version so much, is because it's to do with the background, the, yeah. the singers, and as you mentioned, as we we're listening, there's the guitar in there, and in particular the stabs, as you called them. Yeah, yeah. You know the strum down, I would assume. So yeah, it's um, like you, you strum and then you mute the strings, and it's like a yeah. Kind of thing, and not like a rehash of a lot of other versions of it. So, way to go, Cliff Richard, making something yep. new all these years later. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, Dwayne, you wanted to do a little section here on the movies this song has been used in, and I thought that was a great choice. It's not something I've thought about doing before. Can you run us through some of the versions of the song and where it was used in movies that it, I would have heard of? Yes. So you definitely would have heard of the the Andy Williams version played in these films, which is Home Alone Two. Lost in New York. Um, of course, that's from 1992. Uh, the Most Wonderful Time of Year, uh, which I believe is a Hallmark film, which I have seen and actually don't mind it. Um, that's from t- um, 2008. And 
Bad Santa 2 from 2016. I have to admit, I didn't know there was a Bad Santa 2. Yeah. I knew of the first one. I didn't know there was a second one. Yeah, I'd, I'd heard of the second one, but I haven't seen it. It's not how I want my Santas, thank you. These versions must have cost a fortune for the films to use. Like, you're not using the Kids Bop version in there. When you're using the oh. Andy Williams one, you're paying up for that. Exactly. So probably on a slightly smaller budget as uh, the Johnny okay. Mathis version. <laughs> this is like the Kmart version? Uh, uh, no, I believe that's probably still expensive as well. Probably. Um, and so they, yeah, so they used that one in Jingle All the Way in 1996. That's the Arnold Schwarzenegger one. Okay. It was used in, 20, in 2000, I keep wanting to say 2003. In 2003, in The Simpsons, the Tis the 15th Season episode. How about some other versions? Um, so there were some covers. Um, now this one is from 2015. It's called Single All The Way, and it's from The Muppets. Um, it was performed by The Muppets and Mindy Kaling. Now, do you know who Mindy is? So Mindy Kaling is the actress from The Office? The American version of The Office? Yep. I'm not familiar with this version at all, nor am I familiar with the movie Single All The Way. Was that a Muppet movie? To be honest, I'm not sure. So what I did, I did listen to about 20 seconds of it on YouTube, um, and it's a decent enough version. I guess more notable than decent, right? Yeah. It's just interesting. I didn't know Mindy Kaling sang, yeah. so I'm going to have to look more into that. That's that's interesting. Yeah, and I'm not a Muppets person, so I don't really have a history or background with them, really. So, um. Well, wait, do you have an active problem with the Muppets? Because I can feel people just composing emails right now. Oh, I know. Tinseltoonspodcast at gmail.com. Subject line for Dwayne, okay? <laughs> um, yeah, I, like the, I like the Muppets just fine. I don't go out of my way to watch them, but, you know, if they're on, it's cool stuff. Yeah, and then lastly, it was on Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas. I, I remember the name. I have no idea what the movie is, though. No, and that was in 2021. So okay. I might, I might hunt that out if I've got nothing else to watch. So that's interesting. So a handful of movies, a handful of versions of it. And a lot of those movies are on the newer side. So unlike other songs from the 60s, today's kids would probably know what this song is or recognize it. And I think that's great. Mm. I'm glad it has the longevity to be used in modern films and, and usages. You had movies listed here. There's one use of the song for me that I absolutely love. And we have an office store called Staples. Oh, yes, I did uh, see that United one. States, yep. And they did a back-to-school commercial. Yeah, it's and funny. It's so funny. You have to go look it up. We'll try to. I'll try to remember to put it in the show notes. Um, and they're playing It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. And the, the father is dancing with a cart, pushing it through the office supply store to get back-to-school things. And the kids are, are moping and dragging behind yeah. them. And it's... <laughs> Uh, it's probably from the very early 90s and uh, just an iconic usage for me. I always think of that with this song. Well, of course, that, that wasn't uh, an advert that we saw over here, but when it came up in the research, right. I went and checked it out and it was funny. It's yeah, Pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now, Dwayne, let's do the part that I find to be my favorite, and that's the different genres of the song. Yes. This is where we can really spread our wings and bring stuff that we wouldn't normally bring or might not make the cut I have to admit, it's a little hard sometimes to find these versions. You go primarily to YouTube as my primary search for these yep. music versions, and I'll type things like, it's the most wonderful time of the year, reggae, or country, or big mm. band, and then I'll see what comes up. It's not like there's a centralized search engine where you can just find covers and, and genres of it, so it can be hit or miss. We do have probably 10 or 11 different genre versions of this, and they're in no particular order. We'll start with a band or probably a group called Celtic Thunder from 2012. It's the happiest season of all. 
Now, Dwayne, after I pulled that one, I realized it didn't sound very Celtic to me. No. But I kept it in because I didn't find very many other versions that were three or four male singers all doing it at once. And I liked that. I thought that made it kind of unique. Yeah. Uh, though, do I say a little bit bland? Sure. It was a little bit bland and it was yeah. live. So, it, it you know, those always kind of lack yeah. something. Well, the crowd liked it. Well, yeah, but yeah. they lack a production that I really like, um, you know, in the sound of the mastering kind of thing. Yeah. But still, just kind of an interesting version. If you want to call that Celtic, maybe. If you want to say we missed the mark on that one, I wouldn't blame you either. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> here's a version that I know you're going to love. It's the Brian Setzer Orchestra from 2015. How'd you guess? It's the most wonderful time of the year. There'll be much mistletoeing and hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. It's the most wonderful time. It's the most wonderful time. It's the most wonderful time of the year. We did a whole episode on the Brian Setzer Orchestra, and one of the things that I really like about him is the legato quality to his voice, where he'll slide from one note to the other. You contrast that with something like the Idina Menzel, where she can do these incredible jumps and leaps mm. with her voice. He slides from, from note to note, and it I don't know, it's got this smooth, buttery quality to it yep. that I really like, and I love big band music. Oh, exactly, and I'm a Brian Setzer fan all the way, so um, yeah. he did all right. <laughs> I, I think it was a good version. The next one is an acapella version, and no surprise here, it's going to be Pentatonix, but it's a great version. Mm. I'd like to try to bring other acapella ones. I didn't find something I really liked, so here's the Pentatonix version. You know, one of the things that I like about Pentatonix, apart from just their vocal skills, is their ability to synthesize what sounds like percussion using only their bodies and their voice. And I'm sure there's effects and stuff added to it there, but it's my understanding that there is no traditional percussion or percussion uh, when they do that. So yeah, same. You, know, you, you, sing, you, you hear that and there's this sonic wall behind there and it's so full. And then you think, wow, it's just people using their bodies and their voice uh, to, to do that. And I think it's yeah. pretty great. Yeah, I particularly like the the rhythm. Yeah. Um, it was almost, dare I say, like Hawaiian or or even Jamaican yeah, baby yeah, it perhaps does. it had it had a different rhythm to it so yeah I really enjoyed that yeah it's definitely what I would consider like an alternate rhythm from the traditional versions of this song and it, it's very refreshing here is a country version from 2021 by Brett Eldridge there'll be parties for hosting marshmallows for toasting and caroling out in the snow Scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmas is long, long ago. It's the most wonderful time of the year. 
There'll be much mistletoeing and hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. So I'm the one that put that on the list, and I think I missed the mark calling it country. Brett Eldridge is obviously a country star, but there was no country quality to that song whatsoever. I probably should have used the Garth Brooks version, although we probably can't because those copyright trolls for his label are in full force. So we wouldn't have been able to play it anyway. I I wish we had brought something that had a little more of a traditional country feel, but still a great version. Yes, uh, I'm uh, quite a fan of Brett Eldridge's Christmas songs. And uh, yes, as you say, should maybe big band, but then we would have had to not include Brian. So I'm just glad we put them both in. Yeah, I'm glad it's in there. Here's an artist that I was not familiar with, although he has like 1.5 million subscribers on YouTube. (laughs) It's a reggae version from 2009 by an artist named Ainsworth Rose. The only reggae version I could find. Yeah. I don't think it's that great. I couldn't even find this, so you did well. Yeah, and I love reggae versions, uh, Dwayne, but that wasn't that reggae. It was just the best I could find for it. Yeah, I did like the rhythm. Yeah, it, that part was good. I just I wanted a little bit more. I think the next artist you're really going to like. This was a new one to me. The artist goes by GFM, and that's Gold, Frankincense, and Myrrh. So I don't know if they only do Christmas stuff, but this is a punk version from 2019. <laughs> Did you like that one, Dwayne? It's not too bad. When you say punk, I sort of pictured more. Yeah, uh, that was more pop punk. Ramonesy punk, but yeah, and they're, but they're only young. Yeah, they are teenagers, I think, or just barely out of I being so, teenagers. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was good for what it was. The next one's a pretty good one. This is a rock version by a group named Classless Act from 2021. I really like the chorus of that one, uh, Dwayne. Yeah. What a fun act. Really grew on me. I think you're really going to like the next one, though. You like stuff that's a little on the harder side. This is a band called First to Eleven. There'll be parties for hosting marshmallows for toasting and caroling out in the snow. There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmas is long, long ago. It's the most wonderful time. That one had a minor tonality to it, Dwayne, that I really 
liked because it was refreshing, just that it was different. Yeah, and and they're a young group. You'll find them on YouTube as well. It's where I first found them. Okay. They have a whole album, so they do other Christmas songs, which I've featured on the podcast in the past. Oh, okay, very cool. Yeah, I really do like like them as a group as well. The last one I threw in here, just we needed a little bit of an obligatory jazz kind of version. And yep. this one, I don't know how you would say the name of this artist, Beggy Adair, B-E-E-G-I-E. That's how I would, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I love a good cocktail jazz ensemble, Dwayne, in that one. Uh, and there was nothing special about it. I just wanted to get one in there because I thought it was fun. It's just nice nice to the ears. I've been leaning towards a bit of the cocktail jazz in the last couple of years. Yep. Um, like Sometimes when I can't sleep at night, I'll find a, a jazz Christmas playlist yep. on Spotify. Spotify has a great one by yep. Spotify itself because they have playlists you know, sourced from all over. This one's by uh, Spotify, and it's called Christmas Cocktail Jazz, I believe. And it's I wonderful. I think I've probably heard that I one. listen to yeah. it all the time. Great, great background music yeah um i thought it'd be fun to bring a few silly versions of the song just weird stuff that i found that you kind of can't fit into any other category but when i found them in the research they were so funny that i just kind of wanted to bring them uh because they're because they're so different the first one yes (laughs) this is by this is by (laughs) an artist (laughs) who goes by nasal recorder and he's playing the recorder with his nose here we go I would encourage you to go into the the show notes and watch the video for this. The music doesn't do it justice. Yeah, I I did actually watch, no. While he's playing, I'm thinking, why are you just not using your mouth? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The the reason I picked that one, Dwayne, is because it reminded me of an old Simpsons episode. And with a flute up his nose, Ralph Wiggum. That's some nice floating, boy. (laughs) Here's a dubstep (laughs) remix. Um, I'm not into dubstep music, but... It's always just interesting to hear how people go and take these songs and make them completely unique. I should have mentioned the artist there is called MDRN. I don't know what it stands for, but they have a lot of dubstep kind of stuff. Not really my thing, but it's it's fun to hear the song get stretched in ways that it was never intended. Yeah, I'm not adverse to some dubstep in my life, so that's, that's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is the obligatory chiptune version, the old video game style that I always have to find a version yep. of. artist is called Raxlin Slice. The next one, do you have Barbershop Quartet over in New Zealand? I'm assuming probably. Yes, we do. Okay, well, this is an artist (laughs) named Adam Lefebvre, L-E-B-V-R-E, Lebfre, Lebfre, I'm not sure. Sorry, Adam. Most wonderful time of the year, time of the year, of the year, kids rebelling and everyone telling you be of good cheer, good 
cheer is the most wonderful time of the year. It's the hap-happiest season of all. Season of all of them I like those kind of versions because they bring memories of going to Disneyland and Disney World in the U.S. And they have barbershop quartet kind of things all over the place. Mm-hmm. That would just be something really fun to find at Christmas. I don't think I actually remember hearing a barbershop quartet do any Christmas music because yeah. I went there in the summers. Um, I have been at Christmas and it's absolutely magical, as you would imagine. But just a, a fun little uh, version there. And the last one was one that you wanted to bring. This is Gonzo and Rizzo. From 2006, A Green and Red Christmas, it's a Muppet version. Marshmallows for toasting and caroling out in the snow. They'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. (laughs) It's the most wonderful time of the year. There'll be much mistletoeing and hearts will be glowing when Now, you said you're not a Muppet person, so I'm surprised you brought that one. What was it Um, that that made you want to? Yeah, when I was watching that nasal recorder one, it was in the recommended, (laughs) so I thought, why not? And Yeah, uh, and and it's fun. The voices are so iconic. I can hear it and picture them without even having seen the video. Yeah, I quite like it when I think it was Rizzo, he goes, uh, marshmallows, (laughs) not marshmallows. marshmallows. It's like he's got a Kiwi (laughs) accent. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, but dare I say that the song is probably better than some of the ones we've listened to today? <laughs> uh, that, that is very yeah. true. Speaking of you know better versions, do you have kind of a cheat sheet of what were your favorite versions today, Dwayne? I do, um, in no particular order. It's Brett Eldridge, mm-hmm. Brian Setzer, of course, um, first to eleven, and the BG Adia, the the jazz one. Uh, if I had to go top five, I would put. Uh, Kylie McNogue Kylie is, Minogue, is yeah. on their top five. Yep. Top five, yeah. I also picked four in no particular order. Actually, that's a lie. It isn't a particular order because Johnny Mathis is at the top of the list. That is my favorite <laughs> non-Andy Williams version of the song. Although you might argue that it's just as iconic as the Andy Williams one, and I probably yeah. should have picked something a little less well-known. <laughs> um, I also picked the Pentatonics version because I think the rhythm that they did was really, really great. On here, um, I picked the Beggie Adair also because I love cocktail jazz. I think we probably could have dug a little deeper and found maybe something a little better, but I'm really mm. glad that it was represented on the playlist. And then my number four would be Idina Menzel. She is just a modern day crooner, and she has this gorgeous, amazing, powerful voice, and I just love hearing it. I just yeah. love listening to her sing. Yeah, no, those are both great lists. We've got a great taste in music. (laughs) We sure do. Let's let's pat ourselves on the back a little bit more. But I'd be curious to hear what the listeners thought were their favorite versions. So send us something on Instagram or on just email, tinseltoonspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what your favorites today were. And also, because I know you're going to do it anyway, let us know where we missed the mark and didn't include your favorite versions. I do love hearing from people when they say, hey, There's this awesome version over here that you didn't even think of. 
it can be very hard to put together a show and try to grab about 20 songs that represent the entirety of the catalog. It's just not possible. Yeah. So, you know, things miss the list. And sometimes I just get introduced to artists that I, you know, think are pretty amazing that I had never heard of. So if you've got one, send it to us, tinseltoonspodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear it. Exactly. And of course, obviously, we have to keep the length of the episode and Yeah, that's true. We could go here for This is not a four-hour yeah. radio show where we would have yeah. the luxury of playing, <laughs> although they would drag us out of the studio after the first hour. They're like, can't you guys play anything else besides yeah. the most wonderful time of the year? We'd say, no, that's not our <laughs> no. thing tonight. So thank goodness for podcasting. But thank goodness for you too, Dwayne, because if it wasn't for you, I think November would have gone by without an episode. You know, when Jay and I took over for you, you were getting knee replacements and and going through a lot of, of personal stuff. And I promised that we were going to do 12 episodes in 2022. And I missed the mark there. This will be number 10, uh, 9 or 10, I believe. So I, I did a decent showing. I, I hope people will forgive us. Um, you know, I know you listen to Christmas Morning Podcast. And I do that yeah, one. That's a weekly show. And it's a ton of work. There is a spirit of tinsel tunes over there because we do a Christmas music battle in every episode where we look for versions on Bandcamp by what are usually more independent artists. And we love to surface and and give some notoriety to those artists who are just putting things out there a lot of times just for the love of the music. And I think that's great. So I'd like to do another episode with you. I don't want to commit to a specific time, but maybe we can do this again in December. If you can, uh, you know, spare an extra hour, I'll do all the work. What do you think? Yes, I, I was hoping that maybe we could put one more out before Christmas. That I would, would love to. I would really awesome. would. So yeah. let's do our best to make that happen. Um, I don't know what song we'll pick. If you've got some ideas, I'd love to hear it. But I think Dwayne probably has a, f- a few in the back of his mind. So I'm going to let the master do the picking in the next couple of weeks. So it'll be a surprise to me and to you, the listener. Uh, it would be quite good to see what the listener has in mind as well. And maybe I could pick from that list yeah. as well. Yeah, that would be great. So if you want to write in, please yeah, do. Yeah. Um, you know, I, Getting emails from people that listen is really one of the highlights. I know that sounds cliche, but you put yeah. all this work into something and you don't even know if people are listening. So when they write in, really, that's the payment. We don't make any money from this. It's a labor of love no. when it comes to Christmas music. I absolutely love Christmas music and I especially love it at this time of the year. Please don't be shy and don't feel like you have to have something important to say. You really don't. Just love no. hearing from you. Just to say hi. Exactly. Um, that was one of the real buzzes when I was hosting full time was the feedback through Facebook or through the emails. Yeah. And just knowing there are people out there that actually want to listen to an accent like this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and droning on and on and on. Yeah. So yeah, very much if you can get, get hold of us, it'll be awesome. Yeah. And to those people, thanks for joining us today. I hope this was a yeah. a, a fun, unexpected surprise uh, right before Thanksgiving. Uh, well, Thanksgiving for the U.S., you just call it Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's kind of the delineation here of the what people would call official Christmas season. We have the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which is an event that I never, ever miss. And, you know, it's, it's almost like a light switch flips. Uh, the, the beginning of the parade is is very much just floats and not that Christmassy, but then they start trickling more and more Christmas, and then it obviously ends with Santa Claus, and it's like, boom, throw the doors open, it's Christmas. Um, yeah. So uh, thank you so yeah. much, Dwayne, for, for coming on today, suggesting all these great versions. It's been so much fun to take a deep dive into It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. So thank you. 
No, thank you. Thank you for saying yes, I've got time. So uh, it has been very, very awesome. Thanks again for joining us, everybody. It was really great to have you. If you want to get in touch with us, you can go to tinseltunes.com. You can find all the links to our socials. And uh, you can also find our email address, which I've said it like eight times. is tinseltunespodcast at gmail.com. Write in. Let us know what you want to hear. And hopefully, we'll be back in December. Until then, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.